Welcome to episode 59 of This Week in Legal Blogging, presented by LexBlog. I'm your host, Bob Ambrogi, and LexBlog is, of course, home to the world's largest community of legal bloggers and the industry-leading provider of professional blogs and turnkey digital publishing solutions to lawyers and the world's largest law firms for more than 17 years. As for me, I have a blog myself at lawsitesblog.com, where I write about legal tech and innovation. I also have another podcast, Law Next, where I talk about legal tech and innovation. Uh, And my guest today is Benjamin Schatz. Ben is co-chair of the appellate practice group at Manat Phelps & Phillips in Los Angeles. He is also a prolific writer on issues of appellate law. He's written a monthly column in the Daily Journal, the the Los Angeles-based newspaper, titled Exceptionally Appealing Since 2018. He's been the editor-in-chief of the California Litigation Journal since 2013, and he is most pertinent to today's conversation. Author of the blog Southern California Appellate News, where he covers news and resources for Southern California appellate lawyers. So, Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. I'm delighted to, to be here and to uh, talk about my blog. Yeah, well, good. I'm really looking forward to it. Before we do that, why don't I ask you if you could tell me a little bit about your practice and what you do? Sure. So I am a certified appellate specialist by the, the state of California, and my practice for the, gosh, almost 30 years now has been civil appellate practice, state and federal in California, uh, the Ninth Circuit, uh, and many circuits around the country. So it is a full-service uh, appellate uh, practice for California and uh, from the U.S. Supreme Court uh, all the way down uh, locally. And I'm a member of the American Academy of Appellate Lawyers and the California Academy of Appellate Lawyers. And so I'm a long-time uh, appellate nerd. Have you argued in the Supreme Court? I have not argued in the United States uh, Supreme Court. I keep trying, but it's very difficult to get those cert petitions granted. Yeah. Yep. I do quite a bit of amicus work there and uh, other other things as as well, but uh, I have yet to uh, to make my grand appearance. And do you have any particular area of law that you handle appeals in more than other, or are you a, a generalist when it comes to that? Not really. I'm a generalist, just like the the justices who are court of, who are appellate uh, judges. Yeah, just curious how you got into that line of law practice. How did you first get interested in doing that? When I was uh, a law student at Pepperdine in in Malibu, uh, near the Pacific Palisades where I grew up, I had an externship at the the Ninth Circuit uh, with Judge Dorothy Nelson, and I was with her for three months, and I just had a wonderful time being uh, at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and it set me on my course to become an appellate lawyer from there thereafter, and uh, I was able to to make that happen, and I've been doing that for for decades now. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. I'm gonna ask you a question that you weren't prepared for, but but is is there a secret to writing a good appellate brief, or what's the trick to writing a brief that's gonna get read? Oh, there's lots of secrets. I mean, we could talk about that for for seven hours, and and I have done programs <laughs> like I'm that. I'm sure you have. Yeah, um, I, I, to, to, to to give you, you you need to be short and direct. You need to get right to the point. Uh, and, and I think that's probably the best, uh, the best advice. Yeah. I struggle with that. I, I don't do a lot of appellate work, but I do some amicus work in particular myself because I work with a, a newspaper organization in, in Massachusetts where I practice and, uh, I, I don't do enough of it to have a good sense of, of what works or what doesn't, but I 
come from a journalism background, so I tend to be a little, probably a little more straightforward, a, a little more factual than sometimes I, I, briefs I see or go, go way off the tangents on arguing the minutia of the law. And I wonder, does anybody really care? <laughs> well, know. if you want people to read what you're writing, I think it's helpful to, to keep it short as short as you possibly can. And I bring that to, to my blog as well. You know, I rarely have blog posts that could be considered long posts. Yeah. So I, so I guess, I mean, given that background, you're, you're already somewhat of a, a natural for writing because you you do a lot of writing just in your, in your day job. But how did you get started with blogging? Well, it, it really is, I guess, from the, from the appellate and, and the, the writing side of it. I'm not a, I'm not a tech guy. Uh, and I'm not a social media guy. I was a computer guy back when I had an Apple II, but uh, you know that was uh, a long time ago, and I lost touch with with the technology. So I'm sure I could benefit from from your expertise there. But I had been uh, an avid reader of the blog How Appealing by Howard Bashman, mm-hmm. which is sort of I think the granddaddy of of legal blogs, uh, and especially for appellate. Uh, practitioners nationwide. Yeah. And so I've been reading that ever since it, it got started. And, and I also had a chance uh, to, to work at, at a firm once with a woman named Denise Howell, who had a very early blog Denise called Wells, Bag yeah. and Baggage. Yep. Uh, and I think she she claims to have coined the term blog, B-L-A-W-G. She, I think she, uh, and in so, fact, uh, did. I can you, think I can attest to that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So, you know, I, I'm not a history of, of, of blogging. And that, I, was, that must I have didn't been at pay, Reed Smith then, right? Were you at Reed Smith? Or? Yes. Yeah. They didn't pay too much attention to it other than, you know, how appealing and yeah. and, and some things that, that, that Denise w- was up to. Uh, and then, you know, I went about my life doing a million other things things. And so, you know, my, my blog story is probably different than, than many others in that it was not an intentional marketing effort. It was not firm inspired or sponsored. Really, it was a, a much more organic and interesting story. Uh, so the blog that, that I currently run, uh, Southern California Appellate News, uh, was born in June of 2010. And it was created by uh, uh, Nathan Scott, who was a court of appeal research attorney in Orange County. And he was doing that for a while, and he was getting 1,000 to 3,000 hits a month. Uh, And then Nate had the good fortune to be appointed to the bench in 2013. And when he uh, became a judge, he realized, okay, well, now I'm not going to be a blogger. Uh, and so uh, he turned the blog over to me, and I started it in, in January of 2013. I started doing the posts. But what that means is I never set up the blog originally, uh, and it's still on the same you know blogger platform from back in 2010. So it's, it's quite an antiquated look. Uh, I just don't have the tech skills to, to make it spiffier. Uh, and I'm not too much into the, into the, you know, the fancy of it, of it anyway. As you mentioned, this the, is the point the, I'm the supposed blog. to make a plug for LexBlog, I think. But uh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, as as you mentioned, the blog is called Southern California Appellate News, but it's really not based just on Southern California. Uh, it's sort of expanded to to all of of California because. Uh, uh, frankly, if you're an appellate lawyer in, in LA or, or San Diego or Orange County, you're probably also handling cases in, in San Francisco and, and Fresno. And, you know, it's hard to know wh- where you draw the line between Northern and Southern California anyway. You know, where do we put Fresno uh, and, and other places? And so, you know, I would say that my, my blog, despite its name, does try to cover all uh, appellate aspects throughout the, the state uh, and and also, you know, things relevant to to the circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Nate Scott's name is still on the blog, but he's 
he, is he still a judge or what's happened since? He's still a judge. Uh, I don't know how to take his name off the blog. I have no interest in taking his name off the blog. He is he is yeah. the illustrious yeah. founder yeah. of the blog, um, but he does not have any any involvement in the blog and hasn't for 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 quite a while. You know, I took a look at the stats and. The blog has had over 800,000 hits wow. on about 3,800 posts since it started in 2010. Wow. And I have no idea if those numbers are, are, are good. I have no idea if those numbers are even accurate, but that's what the, that, that's what the, the computer is, is telling me. Uh, and these days, I seem to be getting about uh, six to 8,000 hits a, a month, which is you know, m- much more than double what, uh, uh, what, when it got started. So you know, that seems to be, uh, seems to be working. Uh, yeah. for, for, for me, yeah. uh, as I mentioned, my posts are very short. Um, yeah, we talk about, I mean, you you mentioned Howard Bashman, whose posts are probably yeah. even shorter than yours, but, but that, that's does. true. And, and I, you know, he, 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 he's an inspiration in, yeah. in many ways because of course, a lot of his posts are links to yeah. other things. Right. And, and that's what I'm doing too, because it, I consider this a news blog. The idea is that if you're interested in appellate practice in, in California and you want to know what's going on, uh, then my blog is a source, uh, for that, um, and so that's you know mo- mostly most posts are are linking to other news sources. They're generally short, uh, but I do try to post uh, every day or certainly every every other day, uh, and have multiple links. And I try to put in a graphic of some sort because I think that it helps make it cute and and visually uh, appealing. Um, but really, the goal is to help foster an, an appellate community. I don't really think about the blog as me, and I try not to put myself into it. And I always encourage everybody I meet to send me things to post if there is news for attribution or not for attribution, uh, whatever uh, somebody wants. Does that happen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every now and then people send me send me things to, to put out, all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, uh, judges will send me Items saying that they're looking for research attorneys, so I'll, I'll post those. Different uh, leaders of appellate bar organizations around the state will send me things saying, "Be sure to publicize our our program." Frankly, I'd like to do to do more of that, so that anything of of appellate interest anywhere in the state will have some appearance on the blog, so that people will know what's going on. Because that's really the point of it. The, my goal in in doing this blog is to foster. And, cre- and create, I think it's been created, but to, to keep an appellate community going uh, and also use it as an outlet for, for humor in a somewhat boring appellate universe. Yeah. So, so does that mean your readers are primarily other appellate lawyers or are they lawyers who are trying to understand, I don't know, appellate practice or learn more about the practice? Probably a mix of both, but heavily skewed towards appellate practitioners. I mean, the blog is written by an appellate geek for other appellate geeks. So, mm-hmm. you know, there may be a lot of um, acronyms or citations to rules and things that, you know, if you do this for a living and if you're new to it, then maybe it's not as clear what I'm saying because I'm not using it as a tool necessary to, to, to educate the the pup the public or or the bar in general what I'm trying to do is talk to other people like me and let them know you know here's what's interesting today uh, for for us I mean it seems to be in a sense you're almost talking about becoming sort of the uh, I don't know the, the the publication of of record for for the appellate bar in California I, you know not quite that formal but it, it, from if you're covering everything from uh, uh, moves and and uh, developments in the courts, and I, I you know I don't know if there are much in the way of rule changes or that sort of thing, but I assume you would cover that sort of thing. Absolutely, that that that's exactly right. I mean that that is is precisely the the goal and the intent 
uh, of it. You know, I draw my my sources from the the local newspapers in California, uh, the, the Daily Journal, which is in in both Northern and Southern California, the Recorder, the Met News, Law.com, LA Times, New York Times, and other blogs. Yeah. Uh, and whatever else is being published and and written and said about appellate practice out there. Yeah. Are there other California-based appellate? focused blogs? There are, and I'm always happy to uh, refer people to, to them. You know, the, 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 the blogs that I always like to refer people to are How Appealing and SCOTUS blog, because yeah. those are sort of at the top of right. you know, yeah. the appellate world. There's a blog called At the Lectern by Horvitz and Levy, which is an appellate boutique in California. And that blog focuses very much on the California Supreme Court. That is the focus, and it is a wonderful resource. And while my blog also covers things about the California Supreme Court, I don't go into the depth and also the breadth of what they're doing. But of course, they're only focusing on the California Supreme Court, and I'm covering a bunch of other courts as well. So I yeah. think that people who read my blog should read at the lectern, and they probably do uh, because they are very, very different sorts of blogs. There is a Supreme Court of California blog that's out there. There's a California Supreme Court Review blog. Uh, there's a blog called Left Coast Appeals uh, that covers the Ninth Circuit. Uh, there's a blog called Appellate Insight. Um, and there's also sort of a general appellate advocacy blog that's out there. So those are the ones that I generally refer people to, to also consider. Yeah. But I do think that that my blog has its own sort of niche. And, and so that's what keeps it you know, in, not, not in competition with other blogs, but it's really more of a... Uh, uh, complimentary collection of, of information. Yeah, we did have, you mentioned SCOTUS blog. I did have uh, Amy Howe, a co-founder, uh, along with her husband, Tom Goldstein, of that blog on this very show. So as I mentioned at the in, in the introduction, you're also writing a monthly column in the Daily Journal called Exceptionally Appealing. So how do you balance those two things? What, how is that column different from what you're doing on your blog? How is what you're doing on your blog different from that column? Well, they're, they're completely different. So again, the blog is every day. Yeah. What's interesting? If you're an appellate lawyer in California, what, what should you be thinking about today? What do you want to know today? So as I said, I'm, I'm covering news stories. Uh, I'm also covering cases yeah. that come out. So every day, California courts and, and, and the Ninth Circuit are issuing cases. And I skim all of those cases because that's what I would do ordinarily. Right. I mean, this blog is, is part of my, my overall practice. Yeah. In being a, it's part of the immersive world of appeals. And so it's really just sharing with, with the universe what I'm looking at today. Yeah. And when I, when I see a case that has an appellate angle of note, then I'll blog about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm always looking for things, you know, about appealability or, um, you know, I like to blog about appellate sanctions and ethics issues because those make for interesting stories. Yeah. You know, we all love a good train wreck. Yeah. And, and yeah. so it's important that those uh, are, are noticed. Does, does the blog make you more attentive to keeping up with developments such as that than you would otherwise be, or this is just what you would be doing anyway? I think this is just what I would be doing anyway, which which is why I've been able to do this for so many years without it becoming a problem. You know, I know people say, well, how do you, how do you keep up the blogging? It's like, well, I'm just doing what I would ordinarily do. You know, every, every morning I probably skim five to six or more newspapers. And if I see something of a pellet note, I can uh, link to it. I'm I'm reading other, other blogs all the time. Uh, I'm reading cases all the time. I'm reading books. Occasionally, I'll do a little book review mm-hmm. or, or make a book recommendation 
or, or post other people's book reviews. And uh, I, I, I do a lot of speaking engagements because there are lots of uh, pellet MCLE programs happening all the time yeah. from the various bar organizations uh, in California nationally. And so I like to, to post about those because again, the blog is a resource. And if you're an appellate specialist and you're looking for appellate specialization credit that you need, you, you know, people use my blog to find that uh, as well. So really it's just uh, anything that crosses my desk anything of, of interest uh, that, that's remotely related to uh, appellate practice, you know, or being a lawyer in, in Southern California or California, then, the, then I post about it. Uh, and in terms of my own column, that my newspaper column, that's very focused. Um, you know, that's usually typically a 1500 word essay uh, that, that has a, a specific focus on something of, of appellate interest or note. Uh, the only connection between that and my blog is that I will mention on my blog when there is an article, because the article's in the Daily Journal, and I'm writing about anything of note in the Daily Journal that's related to appeals, uh, I, I don't put my own name on it. I just say, you know, the exceptionally appealing column this month is such and such, and I leave it at that. When I post other people's articles, I give them credit. I try to name people. Uh, you know, I mean, again, the, the point is to make everyone happy and feel part of, of the community. It's not a, a, I don't view it as an opportunity for me to say things about me or my own cases or what I'm doing. It's, it's not about me at all. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like starting from back when you took over the blog from, from Judge Scott back in 2013, I think you said, it sounds like you did not embark on it with a focus on marketing yourself. It sounded like marketing wasn't your first priority in doing it, or maybe I'm wrong. What Was it? Uh, I- no, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, I felt that the blog was a, a good service to the appellate community and I didn't want to see it die. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I picked it up and and uses it as a way to to build this connection between yeah. appellate lawyers and anybody else who happens to be interested in, in some of the things that happen to get posted. I mean, there are posts that are of general interest. If there's an election for retention elections, maybe the public wants to know, uh, you know, what bar organizations are are recommending certain candidates. I mean, we don't have contested elections in California, but uh, there and 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 lawyers who maybe aren't appellate people generally might want to know about the background of certain justices that they're appearing before. So whenever there's a justice interview or a profile, I post that. So it, it, is, a, it is a resource. And, and there are posts that do uh, seem to get hits, you know, in, even though they're very old. Uh, and occasionally, some of my posts I know have been cited in appellate briefing. Uh, and so that's always uh, nice, nice to see. Yeah. So my follow-up question to that is, so has it had any kind of a marketing or business development impact on your practice? Has it led to growing your practice in any way? I'm, I'm not sure that, that it has. I certainly don't have a bucket of anecdotes where I can say, well, I got this client from this blog post or I got this you know, business because of, of the blog. Uh, I, I don't think that it's easy to draw connections mm-hmm. that way. The same is basically true of speaking engagements and writing engagements generally. You know, it's very hard to right. directly link a specific article to a client, although that does that that absolutely does happen, uh, or a speaking engagement. But but really, how how it helps is that it it fosters connections between me and and the overall world and and the appellate bar in particular. And so I think of it as sort of a twenty four hour networking. Yeah. Uh, right. Because it's always there, the the blog is there, and people can find it. And it also, I suppose, burnishes my credentials as somebody in the know in the appellate world. 
um, as you said, sort of the paper of record, the hub, so that if there is news, it'll come through me. And and if I'm not writing about it, I'd like to think that it really isn't news. <laughs> yeah. Well, not just not just that, but also visibility. I mean, here's you know uh, here's Ben Schatz writing every month in the Daily Journal. Here's Ben Schatz writing this blog that uh, I'm reading every day. Uh, and now I'm trying to think, who? Gee, who do I know who's an appellate lawyer? <laughs> uh, well, top of mind might be Ben Schatz. Exactly. It again. It, it's I view it as an organic approach to an immersive practice. Yeah. And an immersive marketing. You know, my identity is very much tied into being an appellate lawyer. So yeah. again, it, it comes naturally to for for me to do this. And yeah. I think that there is synergy between all of these activities. Activities, speaking, writing, blogging, being active in bar organizations, right. all, all of these things come yeah. come together to create a, a persona, which then you know, I think helps with uh, marketing and referrals and, and other things like that. So, you know, to, to tie it yeah. together, you know, what is it that, that lawyers do? Mostly we're writers, especially mm-hmm. appellate lawyers. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's another way of saying I'm writing every day, I'm writing every month, I'm writing all the time. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see what my writing is like, you can look at some of these things. Not, right. not not that my 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 appellate briefing necessarily mirrors the the character and the humor and the personality that I put into the blog and and to my monthly column and and other things that I've done. Yeah. But people do like it. Yeah. That that's that's you know I haven't gotten a lot of negative feedback. I I mostly get very positive feedback, right. and that helps yeah. helps keep it going too. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you've kind of nailed it. I, I think that, that the power of blogs, to the extent they are good, powerful tools for building a, a practice or helping to raise one's profile, is that organic, those organic aspects. It's not like somebody says, I read your blog post and therefore I'm going to hire you. That happens sometimes, I suppose. But it, it, it's more that you are top of mind. People see the, see you as an expert, see your expertise in the words that you write and the things that you do. And uh, that all accumulates. And I would think, especially for something like a pellet practice, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, somebody looking for a divorce lawyer on the internet. I mean, in a, with something like a, a, a appellate practice, lawyers looking to hire another lawyer, they're looking for somebody they can really trust. They want somebody who knows what they're doing. They want somebody who is who is who is immersed and, and part of that world and, and community. And so I think that helps. And I also try to use I, I like to think of, of the blog as a tool. Yeah. You know, if there is a new rule or a new form or a new procedure or a, a particular problem with, with a court or or something good that, that people would will find out about it. And I have heard I've even heard from some sometimes from certain certain justices will say, Oh, I didn't even know this was happening in my court until I read about it on on your blog. Um, and so again, that that's exactly what I'm hoping to accomplish is to is to get information about relevant topics to to the right people. Yeah. Uh, so so you've talked about where you get your ideas from, uh, which is both a combination of kind of your daily routine that you would do already and people sending in tips or or, or whatever uh, to you. Not as often as I'd like. So, you know, again, I put the message out there. Any, anybody can send me anything, please. Yeah, we'll <laughs> start writing about legal tech. You'll, you'll get more tips than you want to get. What about kind of advice, uh, lessons that you've you've learned about blogging uh, over the years? Uh, what what do you have to share in that regard? Uh, well, you know, if, if somebody is interested in, in starting a blog, I would say that it's important to pick a topic that isn't already being done, or at least a topic that isn't being done well, mm-hmm. um, to be sure to post every day or every couple days, uh, because, you know, blogs do die. They seem to die frequently, and and you know there have been there is there is a graveyard of of appellate blogs out there, um, including California appellate blogs, 
Um, but I've I've named the strong ones that are that are that are going. I think it's sort of important to make the blog look good and maybe use some graphics and and you know shorter posts as we said are are easier and better to read. Um, but I like the idea of inviting others to help, and I've done that again to try to build a community in whatever topic you're you're focused on. I think that the the, the number one warning is you know don't get yourself into trouble, don't yeah. post anything that you know could be deemed of offensive to anybody and i'm very careful about that and i try uh number one i don't try to post about things that aren't public knowledge you know just because everybody knows something or is talking about something doesn't mean that it should go up on the blog right. i wait for for it to sort of break elsewhere even in in posts about published cases or even unpublished cases where people's names are in them i try not to use names to to embarrass anybody you know so i try to keep things always focused on on the legal aspects the appellate aspects uh, of things uh, i'm not opinionated if if you're interested in in opinionated type blogs you know there's a, professor martin has a wonderful blog the california appellate blog where he actually will dissect certain opinions and make comments about you know how certain decisions are well written or poorly written you know i'm i'm in practice so i'm not about to criticize anybody wearing a robe and I know that I have robed readers, but, but that the number one lesson I would say is you've got to enjoy it. You know, it, it needs to be something pleasurable. And if it is, then you'll do it and you'll be able to keep doing it as, as I've done for, for all of these years. And, it, and I don't view it as a chore. I, I view it as a blessing that I have an opportunity to share information and, and good cheer with, with my peeps. Uh, whoever they may they may be, uh, and I think I have a pretty good feeling for who's reading the blog. And uh, you know, out out in the world, when when there was a world to be out and about in, in in person, people would often say, "Oh, I you know I enjoyed your blog. I liked your post on this or that." And so it's uh, you know it's that kind of positive feedback that that makes it uh, a joy. Yeah. Well, you know, as you said, uh, as you were starting to answer that question, there's a a, a vast graveyard of of, of uh, legal blogs uh, that are that are no longer being maintained. And as you suggested, one of the reasons for that is that it it gets to be work for lawyers. I think it gets to be difficult for them to keep up with it on a regular basis. They, it gets to be almost a chore for them where they're not having fun with it anymore. And it, just from talking to you, it sounds like really what, what you've mastered is, is just making it part of your routine and making it part of what you like to do any, every day anyway, and what you're going to be doing every day anyway. And I, don't, and I hope this doesn't sound insulting, but not overthinking it. I mean, you're just you're finding stuff that's interesting and putting it out there without worrying, is this the right thing or the best thing? Or or do I need to write a treatise on this with footnotes or something? You're kind of a, a casual, fun approach to it, it sounds like. That's exactly right. And and while you know, I don't pay much attention to my hit counter, you know, yeah. I, it's nice to know that there are, you know, hundreds of people that are looking at this every, every day. But, but even if it were just a few, that would be fine with me. You yeah. know, I mean, again, it's it's uh, I, I suppose I would I would only stop if there was some tremendous outpouring from people saying, you know, stop, you're 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 boring. You're no fun. You're not useful. Something like that. But otherwise, it's it's just uh, a way of. Uh, writing in in some sense, it's almost like writing to myself because I will go back and look at past posts when I know I've posted on something of, mm -hmm. of relevance that I'm trying to research or or look for. Or uh, a lot of times I'll do uh, year end programs 
for, for different outlets. You know, I do one for CEB every year, you know, what happened in the appellate world this year. And to gather information for that, I go back and I look at my blog posts right. for the last yeah. year and I have all the data right there. Anything right. of interest that right. happened, it's it's covered. Uh, and of course, I try not to cover things that are already super covered elsewhere, yeah. right? You know, if there's a US Supreme Court nominee, everybody in the world knows about that already. So I try not to belabor something like that. I'll mention it. But it's it's not really the focus. I do try to keep this, you know, very local uh, and and very you know focused to be to be of use. Again, we've kind of already hit on this a little bit, but there, this this question of how do you measure success in, in what you're doing, and it, it sounds like you you you've talked about that a little bit. But is there anything else uh, about that that you wanted to say? Well, I'd, I'd say it's personal satisfaction. Yeah. You know, as long as I am, am, am deriving satisfaction, that I feel that I'm satisfying my goals of informing, educating, and amusing my, you know, appellate world out there, uh, then I think that's that's enough for me. And and when I when I hear about somebody, you know, citing a blog post somewhere, that would be great. I mean, if I could be cited in an opinion somewhere, that would be fantastic. That would really, you know, sh show something. But I don't I don't expect that because it's it's not really quite uh, that sort of, of material. And it's it's really just the, the nice feedback and the the joy of of feeling that I'm helping the community. You know, sometimes the court clerks will send me uh, something to post and say, you know, please let the appellate lawyers know, please let the bar know this message. Uh, and that's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And, and it's not as if the courts don't have their own websites. The courts all do have their own websites, uh, but, but their websites aren't the sort of websites that you want to look at every day because they're not posting regularly. And if, even if they did have an important announcement and they put it on the website, a lot of people might miss it because it's, you don't check those sites every day. Right. But I check those sites every day for you. So again, I'm trying to help you. I'm doing a service to, to the appellate community. Yeah. Well, do the work for the reader. That's a, a big part of the job of uh, an effective publication. Uh, well, uh, Ben Schatz, thanks so much for taking the time to tell us about your blog. It's been a real pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for the opportunity. I, I, I enjoy my blog, and I, I, I'm happy to have had the, the, an outlet to, to share its story because I'm not sure that everybody knows the, the full history of it, uh, but, but now, now it's available. <laughs> now it's out there. Uh, yeah, so again, we've been talking with, with Benjamin Schatz. He's the co-chair of the Appellate Practice Group at Manette, Phelps & Phillips in Los Angeles, and his blog is Southern California Appellate News. You can find it at socal-appellate.blogspot.com. And uh, yeah, we got to get you off Blogspot at some point, but uh, no, no hurry. But uh, great to talk to you. Thanks again for, for being on the show. Thank you, Bob. Once again, this was episode 59 of This Week in Legal Blogging. You can find our full library of episode wherever you listen to podcasts, but you can also head over to lexblog.com slash twill, that's T-W-I-L-B, where we have every show posted, outlines of every show, and uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, we hope you give us a positive review. On behalf of myself and everybody at Lexblog, thanks for listening. <laughs>